Hello, I'm Chrissy, And I'm Caroline. And we're Interior Designers. More and more people are asking us about what we do and how we do it. Which brings us to our new design adventure, the Design Duet. Join us as we discuss the ins and outs and the ups and downs of interior design. Morning, Chrissy. Hi, Caroline. How are you? Very well. How about you? I'm great, thank you. Great. What are we doing today? Today, we're talking about styling your home. Great. Often, we're coming to a client's home and it's one of the first things that we notice and we see. And clients get really excited about this part of our job. Mm. Even though it is something often that we do at the end of a job, but we can go into a client's home and say, do you want to start with the styling part? And get them enthusiastic and get them excited about what can be done. Even if it's a blank canvas, say they've moved out all their furniture for the renovation, we're still thinking all the way through the job, what's going to go where in the house. We are, absolutely. Because styling is such a big thing now, and I know we've talked about this in previous podcasts, often people say styling is a job now, and it is for many people. It is. And people go to uni and that's what they're studying, and they go to coll arts, et cetera, and that's what their actual course is. So, Well, it's so huge because you think about it, when you style objects in your house, it gives you joy because often it's sentimental. It is. So how do we start? When What do you think we start with when we ask to style a job? Well, I think, as I said before, we're thinking about what we're placing where yes. from the beginning of the job. And we might actually, as you said, just have the job might just be styling. But I think what we do generally is ask to see the client's sentimental pieces that they want in the house after the renovation. True. Um, or in the styling job. And sentimental pieces might be things like a vase that your mother gave you or a wedding present that you just can't part with and you have to have it. Photo or a piece of art from, you know, an heirloom. An heirloom piece of art. Or it could be just an object that you love and enjoy that was gifted to you or you bought yourself that you found on a travel. That's right. Or Um, you found in a flea market or you found at the op shop. It it could be a shell from the beach that you just love the colours of and or you had a great time on that holiday and so it's a memory of that wonderful time you had. I just find that people often think when we're doing these jobs, Caroline, that they have to get rid of all their sentimental objects But on the contrary, we love to work with sentimental pieces, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. They're important to us in our jobs. And it's lovely to hear the stories behind them. Yeah. So we would start by decluttering. That would be our thing where the client is out of the property or they're there in the property. We'd absolutely take whatever needs to be styled, pop it on a dining table, pop it on a bench somewhere and start talking it through with the client, saying, what do you want to keep? What's important to you? What do you love? And sometimes it's feedback from them or from us saying, I don't really love that piece, but we could say to them, you know, we can make that work if you really would like We'll find a spot. We'll find a spot or we might reframe it. That's right. Or they might have a spot that they think is going to work and we, we discuss that, don't we? Exactly. So nothing is off limits. No. And we do like to, we do it differently, you and I. We do. Often I find myself colour blocking and I often find mm-hmm. myself 
layering, yes, but colour blocking and using more of the softer tones together, mm. you know, more of the blue tones, aquatones together, or otherwise I'll try and blend them. Mm. But I'm often drawn to colours and colour blocking, whereas you're probably different than me. Well, I think colour blocking I love and I do that a lot too, but I think I like passion. I like to play with passion and texture, different objects going together. That's sort of what I really like. If we just could go back to sentimental pieces for a moment, I think you really want your house to reflect your personality. Mm. And I just think there are so many different ways you can do this through styling. Yes. And we declutter, as you said, and then we go through our client's sentimental pieces and discuss it. Yes. And I'm thinking of a client that we went into their house and they had a lot of stuff and it was overwhelming, wasn't yes, it? Yes, I know exactly who you And it was overwhelming about. for the client too. Yeah, and they, they just know where to start. didn't know where to start. Yeah. So we sort of helped them with that. We went through each piece and yeah. what each piece meant to them. And if it didn't mean anything to them, we moved it to the side and said, okay, that can go to a family member or St. Vincent's. And then that's really all we did until they had done all the decluttering. So true. Because there was a lot of pieces I remember from their children's childhood yes. as well. And from their Which own Which everyone childhood. has. Absolutely. So that's becoming, you know, the look and the style is going to bring it to now. Yeah. And so we'll try and incorporate that so that it reflects them, their family. And they were changing stages, yes, weren't they? They were going from raising a family to their kids leaving home. They wanted to stay in that house. They were going to renovate it to be ready for the next stage. So once we did all the decluttering with them, we didn't really have to do much, did we? No. And then we were able to concentrate on the art that they had as well. And we ended up putting a lot of their artwork and coordinating it into the styling part and even just having a piece of art standing behind vignette that sat at the end of the fireplace. That's right. They just needed direction with it. Exactly. We also reframed a lot of the art. We We enhanced it by changing the mounting or the size of the frame or the colour. Grouping. Grouping them, some frames the same colour so they could sit together. We had old with a new. We yeah. love doing that. And making the actual art stand out. Yes. To pop. So, again, just enhancing the memories from that art for this couple. Yes, and their photographs. They loved that, I remember. They did love that. Yeah, all the photos. Grouping them. Yeah. Making photo walls. That's right. Art walls. And we also, with them, looked at a lot of old and new pieces. That's right. Because we noticed that they had new pieces that they bought, you know, 2020. Which was exciting for them. Yeah. And so we incorporated those as well. So having the old with the new really reflected their life where they were at. And we had another client who was really sort of groovy renovation. This client had sort of a really eclectic mix of pieces. She created lots of new bookshelves. Yes. And remember, we literally spent, I think, one full day where we pulled all of these pieces out, spread them all out. Yes. And she had quite a few, all different kind of colours, textures, sizes, and we just worked the whole day. Yes. Layering the house 
on all the bookshelves. And she was fantastic with that because I remember she explained where all her pieces had come from and it was from her early childhood as well as her husband's and family members, um, her children. But she also had beautiful pieces that she remembered, you know, the rug that she'd bought back in her backpack back in the day when she was a teenager. Which we, and we also... In her backpack was something that we framed. We did. And that was like the centrepiece in their dining room on their wall. Exactly. Yeah. So we're absolutely happy to use old and new. Yeah. And, you know, we hope when you're doing your own style in your own home, you think about that. And just thinking about layering, you know, maybe it is a little bit easier, as we talked about, to perhaps colour block things. Or it also is another good idea to think about scale and proportion. Yeah. With using old and new, I just think it's a very effective way of giving sentimental pieces new life and continued joy for clients. Another really important component in styling is do not just buy all new, Caroline. No. Do you want your house to look the same as everybody else's? No. And I feel like... From the same shop? (laughs) I feel like when we do go into homes, no judgment, but Mm. we can... Definitely see if someone has perhaps put together what was seen in a magazine or seen in the shop window and they've just plonked it there. It's trend-driven too. It's trend-driven. And it's going to date. Yeah. So often we'll say, what else? And we try and get to the nitty-gritty of what they do enjoy and what they do love. Yeah. So that we can give them some mix and style of what reflects them. Mm. So what are some of the golden rules of styling? Hmm. Well... As I said before, for me, it's probably a lot of colour. But in saying that, I can definitely appreciate very neutral, well-balanced, paired back mm-hmm. areas as well. I really enjoy that and I love it. And of course, depending on the client's tastes yeah. and interests. Absolutely. You're going to work with that. Mine is definitely, I love textures and layers. But you know, there's also, uh, often we'll group shapes together. Yep. Styles. Yes. We'll have odd numbers of pieces together. And patterns yeah. that sort of go well together, perhaps in an odd number. Yeah, because we love mixing all those objects we're talking about. But there's also things like, you know, books, layering books. Yeah, mixing different materials like yes. gold with ceramic or... Absolutely. Or textiles. We love introducing textiles into our styling. Mm. We also enjoy lots of greenery. It's become a big part of styling now. It's sort of about making it look balanced, isn't it? It is. And scale and proportion comes into this. Absolutely. Most definitely. And because one of the most important spots that we get asked about is probably an entrance hall. Yes. And also I'd say a coffee table. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So coffee table styling, again, very reflective of you and your family or you and your partner or whoever's living in, in the property yourself. And gets used often. So Absolutely. you have to really think about what you put on there because there might also be feet on there. <laughs> exactly. Remote controls for the TV. A pizza. Wine. Drinks, wine, yeah. exactly. So coffee table definitely is an important space. So you know, some people have the luxury of having large coffee tables, which can be styled up to the nth degree. Yes, but yes. But sometimes you don't have that luxury either. And if you're living in a home that you work and do a lot of your time in the lounge room with a coffee table, well, think about what goes on there. You know, if it's the books that you refer to often, mm. great. Mm. You know, if you've got a candle in there, fantastic. Flowers you know? you've picked from the garden. Exactly. You might start with a tray. Yes. You might, you might put a pot plant in that, a couple of books stacked up on each other, maybe three books. 
candles, candles, decorative items. Yeah. It's all those bits and pieces that make you feel and you love to look at all the time. That's right. And, and it's really enjoy. warm and inviting. It is. But it's all about scale and proportion. So proportion refers to how well pieces fit together and scale refers to how well your pieces fit in your space. Exactly. So because it's about you don't getting want to, that balance right. Yeah, you don't want something that is oversized, that's hanging over the edge or no. things like that. You just think, oh, that looks a bit odd. Or one tiny little container. Yes. And you do on an know enormous coffee table. Exactly. And like you're saying, perhaps a tray would be ideal. Yeah. You know, and, and start layering. Or, you know, like a flat basket that's got texture to it. Exactly. Just adds another dimension. Yeah. And probably, as we just said before, if it helps you out just having eight of your favourite pieces or four of your favourite pieces, go for it. Or if it comes down to just blocking it down to colours, go for it. That's right. If that helps you. But you'll know generally, you know, some people say, oh, I don't really have an eye for this. But I think you can gauge that something's not quite right. Well, and I think also just don't be afraid. Just, just give it a go. You will, as you said, go with your gut. You just sort of will kind of know if it looks odd. I think that's just the golden rule. Just give it a go. And enjoy it Make while you're sh- doing it. You know, everything at different heights, because we do, and sizes. We do often have jobs. We've talked about those two big jobs that we did have, but we do have a lot of jobs that we go into. And at the end of putting all window furnishings, furniture, entire house may extend to the exterior we often go in there and style up the whole house. That's right. And it will stay the same as we've done it yeah. for years to come. There are those people who just add yes. and don't actually necessarily change or take away. Yeah. And there, some people just, it's not their thing. So they're happy to just leave it the way we've set it out. Exactly. And we love doing it. So well, exactly. We just, it's I mean, a joy. It's just such a joy, isn't it? What about, Caroline, people often ask us about cushion styling. How many cushions is enough? What shape do I get? What size? Plain or patterned or both? What are your thoughts on this? Well, I remember when I first started and it would be everything needed to be balanced. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'd have perhaps, not on every job, but often the majority of my jobs, Mm -hmm. people would say, okay, I need on my sofa two cushions that are, you know, 55 by 55 and then I need two smaller ones, 45 by 45. That's centimetres. People. Centimetres. And then I might have an oblong in the middle mm. of a three-seater sofa, an oblong being a rectangle. So that used to be the balance thing and I'd have perhaps two in a plain colour, two at the front with had a pattern on it and then a contrasting pattern. And I generally would always do trims. Yes. So it might be beautiful ruching or a part edge or a combination of different colours. Now... The lovely thing about this is I think that people are lending themselves more to a collective sizes yeah. and shapes and fabrics. Well, there's sort of no rules really with this. I think you can break it down into perhaps a formal look and a casual look. Yeah. So if you have a formal look, you're probably going to have two cushions on each end the same size. And with a casual look, you might have three cushions that are the same size and on one end and a throw on the other end. Yeah, and that's the same principle I feel on your bed. But we have so many clients who laugh at us and just say, how many cushions can you seriously (laughs) get on a bed? (laughs) It's often the partner or the husband. One one of them will say, "Mm, mm mm-mm. And then at the end of each day, you're taking a zillion cushions off and stacking them to the side. It kind of seems But in every morning, I put them back on. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, look, cushions could be of a similar colour palette if you want casual mm. look, perhaps different textures like yeah. a, a velvet, maybe even a, a fur cushion. Yeah, absolutely. Or a cotton cushion together but all in the same sort of similar shape, yes. size and colour. Or you could also just use three different patterns on the four cushions that you've got. So, you know, the backings could be different. Yeah. Front can be patterned. You could can have, have some piping. texture, piping, ruching. Yeah. You know, it's, it's endless. Yeah. It's endless it's, now. It sort of depends on the look you want. Yeah, it's your look and your Your style. client's vibe. Yeah. Isn't it? It is. So, you know, some people who are very paired back are just going for the neutral colour tones. And yes. And perhaps texture is very important to them and, you know, the feel and the look and just calmness. And comfort too. Let's comfort. not forget cushions mean comfort, don't they? And on your bed, if you're a big reader and you love, yeah. you know, cushion. You in, might want a Euro- two Europeans. Exactly. And it's the same with your sofa. I've got tall people in my house. They don't need as many cushions as I probably do on a sofa. Mm. I always love that support, the back support that I get from a cushion. So definitely very important. Mm, so your feet can touch the ground? Oh, rude. <laughs> Gosh. Um, okay, bookshelves. This is one of our favourite bit of styling that we do. Even though sometimes removing all the books from a client's bookcase can take hours and kill your back, it's just so rewarding to then put them back into the bookcase, isn't it, styled up? Absolutely. So it might just be a bookcase, but now we're finding that with homes they're introducing in the lounge room, for example, bookcases in kitchen areas, there might be a study nook in those areas as well. Yeah, or often at the back of where the canopy is, the range hood and the stovetop is, there's shelving along the back, isn't there? And you can see little paintings on there. and Yeah, decorative items, um, kitchen. Hanging plants, all Yeah, beautiful stuff. kitchen items that, you know, people mm. want to showcase more. Mm. And even in your TV room, you know, often there's cabinetry built around there, so a lot of display areas. Cooking so books the, in kitchen islands. Yes, and so that your features are those decorative items, mm. not necessarily your I think you called it a canopy. Canopy. <laughs> or your like TV. A kitchen can be. Yeah, it can be. A kitchen can be, otherwise known as range hood. Range hood, exactly. So, so bookshelves. Well, again, we love doing those and bookshelves aren't necessarily the bookshelves that we would have known in the past mm. because there's not 100 books on there. Now we've found that it's very pared back, mm. having access to PCs and Kindles and things like that and your phone. People don't keep as many books, we've found. So often they are coffee table books, what we call coffee table books, but they're often in bookshelves. But they're also there for styling purposes. Yes, that's right. And to reflect them and their look. Yeah. And we find that we have the library bookshelves often are in the studies. Yes, definitely. So we start when we're doing, say, bookshelves, we start by emptying the bookshelves and we spread all the books out and we prioritise what we're going to put back in. We might do it by colour. So we'll do a group of, say, blue books, group of green, black, white, and then we'll start putting them back into the bookcase and we'll start generally on the bottom shelf, but that's personal, but that's just how we do it. Then we might Start incorporating large objects. Yep. Maybe pot plants. Decorative items. Decorative items, big things. We sort of start with the big and. Might be some artwork that's framed, but yeah. necessarily doesn't need to be on a wall, but can go in on a bookshelf. That's right. And we'll generally, books we will stack 
vertically and horizontally, Mm -hmm. just depending on the balance and how it all looks as we work our way up. Absolutely. So again, just as we talked about with other bookshelves and areas in the house, we definitely look at trying to make it more personal, trying Mm. to make it more unique and individual because this is where you can do it. Well, it's like a work of art. It sure is. So yeah, we try and mix all different materials and don't be afraid to place objects in front of objects. That's right. Don't be afraid to maybe place things on top of each other. Small painting and then something in front of it. Leave some space in between objects. Yes. That's always nice. Yes. If you, if you want something to be a hero piece that stands out, yes. perhaps that's the way to do Definitely. it. Definitely. And use a mix of materials, books, plants, decorative objects. Candles. Candles. Sentimental objects with some new objects perhaps. I guess it depends on how big your bookcase is. And another one we get asked about, Chrissy, is the in the entrance of our home. Yes. Whether it's a console, a shelf, or a piece of furniture, Mm. that's one thing we get asked about a lot and how to dress that and what Mm. goes on top of that. Yes, definitely. Well, often like from the beginning, the minute you open the front door, that really sets the vibe of the house, the feeling of the house, doesn't it? So it's actually very important. Yes. And generally is one of the, if it is a piece of furniture to start with, it generally is one often is the better piece that the the client has chosen or we've chosen for the client. Yeah, it's a standout piece. Yeah. And this Mm. might be a spot where they want to put their best piece of art Mm. or it might be somewhere that they want to make it feel larger. So we might introduce a mirror there. Yeah, or they might just want it to be warm and inviting and they might just have a lovely candle there. A couple of lamps. Of lamps. Yep. Some some nice books to look at. Yeah. Just decorative Beautiful flowers. flowers. We always love putting flowers. Mm. As you said, greenery is always gorgeous. Baskets. It, it is. A, that it's sort of generally thing. a practical place. So often people do like to walk in, pop their keys in there. Mm. You know, there are family members who can never find their keys or yes, um, their I've wallet. Yes, I've got a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> so that um, might be the spot. Yes. What about, you know, you might want to put a hallway runner down or even if room allows, a round rug. Yeah, absolutely. It gives it a nice sort of... Softness. Softness. A welcome feel. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely like that. But, you know, then again, we have these clients who just say, I want just to walk in and just be very clean lines and just sophisticated. Yes. And to do that, it's just very clever. You Some know, what you put in. wow factor. They might want a gigantic poster exactly. above a table or just, just a gigantic poster that you walk in and you go, wow, look at that. Just one wall light. That's One right. beautiful wall light. Yeah. You know, with maybe a shelf underneath. That's it. That's it. That might be all they want for their welcoming part of their home. Yeah. And I guess it depends on the style of the house too, what you put there. I've got a myth for you today, Chrissy. Yep. What's that? Why style your home? Really? Okay. Well, I think styling your home, it tells your story. It creates a mood to be welcoming and reflect your life and personality through your favourite pieces. What else, Caroline? Why do you think? Why style your home? Well, I think it creates interest and I think it creates, sparks creativity. Mm -hmm. And I think it brings you joy and brings you happiness. Definitely. That brings me happiness. Yeah, that would be (laughs) my number one. Yeah. Well, that's great. I think also when you're styling, I've just been thinking about this, I think do it, don't be afraid, always just stand back and have a look. And if you think it doesn't look right, 
just rearrange. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't have to be expensive. No. To and, style, and it, and it doesn't have to be there's expensive. There's no perfect. No perfect. It's just how it makes you feel. Exactly. And hopefully it brings you joy. Yeah, I agree. Thanks, Chrissy. Thanks, Caroline. That was fun. That was lovely. See you next time. See you next time. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to get in touch, email us on thedesignduet at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram page, The Design Duet. 